What's up, everybody? It's the Eddie Eddie Show live here on a Thursday, throwing it off a little bit here. Episode 179. It's draft night for the NFL. Draft on your dicks. Draft night now just started. And Hold on to your dicks, everybody. Hold on to your dicks. I really hope. I really, really hope. Because I, I give two fucks about these teams, anyways. That, um, as always, Adam the Mallet to the left of me, of course. Um, and special guest tonight, Kevin Bennett will be joining us in about 10 minutes. So, but I back to the draft real quick. I really hope Trevor Lawrence was making such a big deal how he did not want to play for the Jets. Like he was like, um, I won't go into the draft if the Jets have the first pick. Yeah, well, he didn't that. say that. He, he, he kind of hinted. He didn't yeah. flat out. I mean, but he basically said he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came as close to saying it as he as he wanted to. Yeah. He, he pulled a Peyton, where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna go where I want to go, or his brother kind of thing. So, oh no, Peyton was way worse. Peyton was fucking blunt. Yeah, he, <laughs> he went. He's like, yeah, I'm not going into the draft this year. Yeah, like, his fan, no, his father was like, he's not fucking going. <laughs> but it would be funny if like if uh, Jacksonville just picked someone else. And Trevor Lawrence is there, there was hanging out there with his dick out on the second pick, and the Jets pick him. I, I probably he probably would demand the trade most likely, and it wouldn't be those situations. Kind of like uh, uh, Eli did, and that's how the uh, fucking what's his face Rivers. That kind of pisses me off. It's like who the fuck are you? Yeah, like like you should be thankful, me. you know? Like you're gonna become a millionaire instantly because you're drafted so early with your signing, like a fucking mm-hmm. millionaire instantly. And you're bitching because I don't want to go to that team. Fuck you. <laughs> These kids are overprivileged. We all know this. They're spoiled fucking brats. Remember in the old days, you were just happy to be drafted. Like, thank yeah. God. Good Lord, Lord, thank God I got drafted. I can, you know, make a million dollars now. Instantly. And now it's like, yeah. And now it's like, no, I'm going to, like, even like, like, where the hell do these players get power? They, don't even, they haven't even proven anything yet. And the, they're, they're dictating everything. If I was an owner, I'd be like, when do you go screw yourself? I'm yeah. picking you, and you're going to play for me. And if you don't like it, then, uh, you know. Dude, are you kidding me? I'd be like, all right, if I was Trevor Lawrence, all right, I mean, a part of me is like, I'm young. I just married this hottie. I'm 21. Yeah, right? But then there's a part of me that would be like, fuck, I haven't even thrown a fucking NFL pass yet. Yeah. What if I fuck up? Like, what? If, like, I would start getting into my own head. He already got know? married? Yeah, he just got married to a nice – she's a little hot piece of coos. Yeah. That's stupid. But he, she's been with him since high school, so. Yeah, it's even stupider. That's like a Mahomes. No, but it is stupid, but like I can't call her a gold digger, really, because she's been no. with him for so long. But they're not going to last, because he's going to. No, definitely dip, not. Dipping his pen in other inks, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. You yeah. get that. You get that touch of the million. You know what I mean? She could be the hardest piece I ask. Put it this way, I could show you the hardest girl in the world, and I'll show you a guy that's sick of. I'm sick of fucking her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Poor guy. <laughs> You know who, who's the, the perfect model for sports and then getting married? Derek Jeter Derek was perfect. Jeter. Yeah, he did the right thing. I love perfect. His, his gift baskets are sweet. You know, yeah. you send that off. Because you get all that banging. He played for 20 years. You got all that banging out of his system, right? And then, then he retires at 40 and he's just like, you married? Know? Yep. You know, because a guy like him could afford to have kids at 40. You know what I mean? He doesn't, in impact condition, you know, healthy. You know, it's like, it's not like he has to go and work like, ever again you know what i mean he never has to work again so it's like it's true yeah george clooney did the same thing too but he did it even further in age he was in his like late 50s when he finally got married and had yeah. kids but yeah. I mean, you don't want to be too old i mean you know you want to still be able to have play for your kids you don't have to fucking be in a wheelchair when they graduate high school you know yeah i don't want to be watching like a high school game with an oxygen mask on no everyone, and everyone's like oh is your grandfather there They're like no it's fucking my dad uh, it's almost take catch the ball dad yeah. <laughs> Be like, uh, be a high school graduation. You sound like Biden last night, and it was like, Oh, where am I? Who are you? What am I, what am I doing here? What, what? Someone, fucking hey, that poor guy was that was late for him last night. Uh, he's probably, uh, probably slept in today, I would think. I think every well, uh, he's probably in bed by now. Oh, absolutely. He, it's the sun's not even down yet, and he's probably all cozied up. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, Jacksonville is officially on the clock. Uh, tonight on the, the show, like I said earlier, we have uh, comedian Kevin Bennett. We'll be talking to him. I hope he likes football because I have a feeling we're going to be throwing this back to the draft uh, every uh, 15 minutes or so. Yeah. I'm very, uh, I'm very curious what the Patriots end up doing, where they end up, if they, if they pick up, if they can move up at all. Um, 
it's kind of good they didn't make a play for Aaron Rodgers. That would have been a fucking waste because you're just replacing one old-time veteran quarterback for another old-time veteran quarterback. That's true. Maybe they'll get lucky and they draft a guy who no one really knows, maybe like 199th, you know, and he'll sit in the bench. And then all of a sudden Cam will, like, get a leg injury and then all of a sudden he'll come in and then he'll win the Super Bowl that year. Has that ever happened before, like, where a guy gets drafted so late in the draft that he goes on and wins, like, I don't know, like seven Super Bowls? Is that ever – I don't remember that happening. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe kind of like Brady? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, bro, he did that? Yeah, that's right, 199. So it could happen. Six-round pick. But it wasn't his rookie year, though. No, I mean, it was, he sat the bench for a year, you know. But, you know, it is ironic that the first game that Brady had ever played was during the uh, all um, the Hall of Fame game, which they play at uh, Canton. Canton. Mm-hmm. And it was the year that Joe Montana was going into the Hall of Fame, and they played the Broncos at that stadium. That was the first time he ever took a professional snap. And it's ironic that he had broken Joe Montana's records, and he will be going to Canton in five years or so. Whatever. Was it five years after you retire? You can go into that. Yeah, I think it's five. Looking at Brady's combine photo with his shirt off, you've seen it, right? It's amazing he even got drafted. (laughs) I mean, he was not – I mean, look at him now compared to that. I mean, he looked like he was like a a, a stocky, you know – you know, a dad bod. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, listen, fucking good for him, man. Yeah, it's true. We'll never see that again, though. No, never. Never. Just for for the mere fact that – Players won't take pay cuts. You'll never see that. You know what I mean? No, so, you're right. I, I mean, think, maybe in like 20 years. He's like a once in every 20 years, 30 years kind of player. I'm sure we'll see somebody close to him at yeah. some point in life. But I mean, because you had Montana, right? Yeah. And then before him, you had, say, Terry Bradshaw, right? Yeah. That was probably the one before Montana. Then you had, um, what's his face? Um, the guy was the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Star, Starback. Mark Star. Brett Stout was Packers, but he would have been the guy oh, yeah. before that. Yeah, he would have been like the 60s Packers, you know what I mean? So, I mean, you only get a guy like that every 10 years. I mean, I would even put Steve Young in that category because he only really won two. And he had a team that he kind of inherited from Montana. So, it wasn't like he kind of went off and did his own thing, you know. it was I, A quarterback like that is a guy who comes in like Brady did or like any of those other guys I mentioned and had no team around him. And then all of a sudden, boom, magic, you know. That was true. But that's it's true. funny. Johnny Unitas. Johnny United, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's that's before the Super Bowl days. So yeah, that's going back to like, you know, fifties football. But you gotta remember like, I wonder if um when you think about it, uh what the fuck was the point I was gonna make about these quarterbacks coming in? Old guys. I fucking lost my train. Oh, what team's gonna be the next like decade of like dominant dominance? Like the Patriots pretty much took two decades, right? Because just and the only competition the Patriots ever really had was Peyton Manning splashing in there occasionally to get in the way, you know? But other than that, you really, he had no really threat amongst them. And what's his threat now? Mahomes, maybe? Mahomes is his only really threat, you know? Maybe one of these guys does very well. But look at the last few years of drafts. Mayfield was supposed to be a, a fucking a just phenomenal guy, and he just, he just turns out to be a, a good, decent quarterback. Or the guy yeah. – he started coming on though towards the end of the season. This for the season. Brown. I yeah. would say the Browns are trending upward for the first time in a long time. They oh. are trending upward. They made yeah. the playoffs. I mean, right? They make the yeah, yeah. So yeah. they beat Pittsburgh a couple times. So yeah, they're they're a, a serviceable team. And who's the guy from uh, Burrows? Joe Burrows, the Cincinnati. Yeah, he, yeah, the one who got injured. Yeah, Bengals. Yep. Yeah, we'll see how he does in the second year. Because same Mayfield did the same thing. His first year was kind of uh, his, then his second year he was like, all right, we're getting putting it together. Do you, do you know is he still there at the stadium? Are they letting him. St- I mean, because it's is he still doing yard work? Because that must have been in his contract, right? He gets to live at the stadium. And, yeah, that, that, that sounds like a great deal for me. And with the whole COVID thing, he's got a lot of space, yeah. so he must be doing smoking great. Hot wife, know? and they can. But um, play. going back to like even rookie like Peyton Manning, his first year he was atrocious. Oh yeah, ninety nine like, was terrible. Yeah. Like, your first year as a rookie quarterback, people get all like, oh, you suck. like, your first year, relax. Yeah. You know, you got to give them a year or two before you see what you got, you know? What's well, the system, too, right? So, like, you got to get used to the whole idea. Like, I mean, the pros are pretty – depending if, you, if you're coming from a good college that's, like, you know, like an Alabama or, like, a you know, Florida or something like that's kind of already tuned into, like, the NFL style of, like, probably prepping and stuff, you probably make an easier transition than you do if you were, like, coming from, like – you know, UMass 
You know what I mean? It's probably a little bit of Ohio transition. But um, and plus, Peyton grew up with football, so he already knew what NFL life was like because his dad was there for a hundred years. You know what I mean? So yeah, was his dad even that good? No, his dad was a serviceable, average quarterback. Actually, for the Saints, I mean, they never won anything. Yeah, I mean, I never hear anything about like when you talk about greats. I never hear anybody say, "Oh, Archie Manning was fucking phenomenal." <laughs> he, was, he was good. I mean, he was a serviceable quarterback. Never won anything. I mean, th- those are the days where the Saints fans used to put paper bags over their heads when they went to games because they were so bad. And then, um, and like we said, like the, the brother, what's his face? Cooper was supposed to be the good one. He was supposed to be the better than Peyton and Eli. And then he had a back injury, and yeah. didn't couldn't play anymore. But oh, apparently, fuck, yeah. but we were talking about Cooper's son is supposed to be like the next like hot shit. He's like a sophomore in high school or something like that right now. And yeah, he's, he's in high school, him. and like ESPN like three has televised some of his games already. So talk about already pumping the yeah. fucking you know. Well, it's like LeBron when he was like in high school. They they they. They stop putting you on the pedal. They put your value up a lot higher than it really is. You know, like Alonzo Ball, right? He was not a second overall draft pick. I'm sorry. He's a average basketball player. You know what I mean? First round. Is the younger brother doing great, though? Younger brother's supposed to be doing good. The, the younger brother went to private. He went to some private school for high school, and then he went overseas to Europe, and he was playing in, like, the, the European Basketball League for, like, two years and uh, just starting to get his, like, which was actually probably a better move because it's closest to the NBA than it is playing in college, you know, for that matter, or high school. But um, they don't really you – haven't, you haven't seen the father very lately on that guy. I remember he was all over the place trying to pump him up and stuff. And I thought the kid, they were going to go Menendez on him. Like, I thought his kids were going to revolt with all the pressure he puts oh, yeah. on them and fucking kill him. I really did. Crazy. That guy's a dick. Speaking of dicks, we should bring in our guest. I'm kidding, of course. We don't know if he's a dick. He's probably a really nice guy. He spe- I wonder if he's going to bring the accent. He does, a, he does an accent. We're not, going to tell you what, we're not going to tell you what the accent is, but we're going to – maybe you Not can my favorite kind of people. No. <laughs> Not what people I'm prejudiced against, really. There he is. There he is. Up the bed. He's a cartoon image tonight. Hello. Hello. Hey. Ken. How are you doing? What's up? I'm doing good. Hold on. I'm going to try and get my picture in here. How do I I'm, – I'm, I'm old. <laughs> it's like there we go i found it i found hey, it oh, hey, there he is what's going on man hanging out being groovy how y'all doing oh you know awesome. living the life uh kevin bennett everyone where are you uh, joining us from tonight wyoming oh wow really you're from wyoming, yeah right? man yeah that's where that's my that's where i started life yeah um i started uh living here you know breathing yep. exhaling inhaling and then i went to colorado for about eight years, and then I uh, went to the West Coast in an RV for about four. Oh, beautiful! So now you're back. Not France, hanging out. <laughs> Not hanging France. Out. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Uh, Adam was very uh, nervous that you were a Frenchman, and he and the French don't get along. <laughs> oh no, no, no! My French accent is not. I don't think a lot of French people like that I'm including them, but what I'm. Yeah representing them as they don't like that so much but i met french Good. comics that they're like no it's funny it's funny so it's no. not hurting their feelings yeah i think it's great because the, the french are the the one kind of one group of people that i just i am admittedly biased against the french so i think it's hilarious <laughs> like that it's hard not be. to be they kind of they kind of set themselves up for it they were, they were like the original like hipsters no, they're just very, in my experience, and I'm not just talking, like, I, I mean, I've traveled to a lot of places just, like, around the world, and I always, anybody I've run into from France that is from yeah. there, is 100% French, are just usually very pretentious, yeah. and it's, it's yeah. definitely a cultural thing, but, like, it, is. it really yeah. rubs me the wrong fucking way. <laughs> like, even the nice ones are like hey listen i'm condescending to you it's yeah. all right you're, was, you're just so backwards i cannot help you but they like you you know that sort of thing it's like ah dude all right that's why i, I, I gotta make fun of them yo you have I to I, I was on the i was i was in paris i was on the like, on an elevator at the eiffel tower going up with a bunch of people and i'm talking in english to my group i'm with and this these two french guys behind us tap me on the show they go shh, shh. oh my gosh sounds like, right they don't want sounds to speak and, and you know what? Wow. And the fucking French Canadians, they're not any better. Because the Montreal people are fucking <laughs> oh, screwed. Oh, And those okay. are your people, Adam. You're the French Those Canadians. are my people. Those are your people. You know? Hot, though. I love French Canadians. It's definitely okay. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> There's some pretty ladies for sure. You know, they almost make them hairy armpits sexy. It's like, well, we can eat the snail and it's delicious. Look at this we and get a bone out. We groom. You can find a deaf <laughs> one. A deaf one's the perfect one because then they don't talk. So they're just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but when they do talk, they've got like a deaf French accent. So they're like, chocolate bleu. screaming at you. It was very angry. Oh. They're like the French, they like the chef and uh, the Muppets, you know, just throw it. <laughs> we've gone, we've gotten, we've gotten into Bjork territory. Yeah, <laughs> Bjork, yeah. Bjork is Iceland. Yeah, Iceland, yeah, well, yes, but the, the Fury Fury guy is probably not Icelandic, is it? My, my bad, my bad. I was thinking of a funny Bjork crossover where Bjork does, uh, New York, New York, but she does it nude Bjork, nude Bjork. And then we get a music video that we wish we did not get. She'd be like, nude Bjork, nude Bjork. All robotic shit. I miss Bjork, man. New generation don't even know what they're missing. They're like, oh, Lady Gaga. No, 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 no. Bjork, she, she, if she wore a meat dress, that was because she thought it'd be a good idea to do in public, not a fashion statement. Well, like, I, I cut these knees out while I was hunting. <laughs> she wore the swan dress, remember? It was like a fake swan yeah. around her neck. Remember that shit? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> York was intense, man. She was like, she was like not metal, metal, metal. It was weird. She was a weird, weird. I wonder what she's doing these days. Probably being old and Bjorky. I'm gonna look that up. That is worth a search right now. Let's <laughs> well, see. She's, still, uh... she's a talented gal. I'm not ragging on her. It's just weird, weird as hell. Yeah, you even... listen to some of the music and you're like, ah, you know, I kind of like this, but I kind of don't. It, 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 it fit the time, you know what I mean? Like it was like mm -hmm. where it's like where if you played it these days, it'd just kind of be a little out of place. You know, people would be looking at it like. Yeah, wow. yeah well, we got a bunch of copy Bjorks. Yes. She's a weird cat. She's a weird cat. Are you uh, a football fan of the NFL at all? No, no. I played hockey for about six years, high school and college together. And college was just a men's league. It wasn't really um, – and it, was, it wasn't even a checking league. Mm. Stupid. But high school, I played hockey and uh, college, and I never followed that either. Yeah. Uh, the, the closest – I've never really followed any sports. Um, I mean, I can watch them and have fun in a game. But yeah. It's just never been anything I've followed. So if you didn't know, tonight's the draft for the NFL. Well, at least. Oh, okay. So we might be popping in occasionally. Getting Fair excited. enough. Is everybody wearing masks, or they did they did they quit doing that? I think it's. Uh, I think they're doing it remotely, like they did last year. Oh, I think everyone's at the house, from what I understand. But uh, speaking of masks, so being in Wyoming, that's that's pretty wide open. You guys didn't even uh, probably didn't shut down at all, huh? It's pretty much like a um for a few weeks at the very beginning people didn't know what to do and then yeah. everybody's like oh wait a minute this is bullshit and nobody yeah. does anything now um there there are there's like one bank that held out and required people to wear masks until like two weeks ago but like oh, right yeah. now you know the masks are not liked <laughs> they're not like neither are the uh the shots nobody's masking nobody's vaccinated. Yeah. very few people in fact i don't see any sick people yeah I mean, it it's worked itself out of the system, I guess. I mean, it's when you have a low populated state like Wyoming, it's really tough to, you know, everyone on top of each other. One time I've been to, twice I've been to Wyoming and just driving through, there is miles and miles apart from human beings. It is nice. Oh, yeah. You don't want to oh, see yeah. Anything, you know? It's like three people or six people per square mile That's on amazing. average for the whole state. Yeah. It's, 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 but I mean, there's still, there's like, there's like a city. Yeah, you get you Cheyenne know. and stuff, right? Everyone's like kind of yeah. like, yeah. Cheyenne and Casper are almost cities. Yep. And uh, Rock Springs tried, but it didn't get enough mess in the pipe, you know? So they're just kind of <laughs> treading water. And I'm from Gillette. I, you know, I used to say it's definitely not the best a man can get. But now, and this is a true story, within about 300 miles of this city is probably the best place to be in the United States right now. I mean, in terms of freedom. I mean, South Dakota, North Dakota, yep. parts of Nebraska, Kansas, Idaho, and Montana. A lot of these spots, people are just, no, we're not doing this mask stuff. Yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're not doing that. Colorado's a little different. Um, Colorado's yeah. like, it's like being on a chessboard. Because like <laughs> some places, they're like, they look at you like you just drop kicked a baby if you don't have a mask. And other places, they're like, oh, thank goodness he's awake. You know? <laughs> exactly. um, but it's real, it's real hit or miss in Colorado. So yeah. you got to be, um, but uh, it's, it's a very, I actually went all the way out to DC in January. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I didn't, I did a uh, rental car, so I wouldn't have to mask up on a plane. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, you part of a I didn't wear. Well, yeah, I I don't I don't wear them. I, yeah. The only time I've worn it like a half a dozen times, and it was it like you go to the dentist, you have to. I had yeah. I had to wear it then, and then I gave in and wore it a couple times in restaurants with some comedy friends of mine in uh, July, August, when everybody yeah. was still kind of. But that was about like I'd say it's less than ten times since it started. I've worn one, oh, Leo, and I, I'm ashamed of that. Yeah, it's lucky for you. We uh here in we're up in Boston. It's like uh everywhere you go. And Adam and I don't te- technically we had a a law or I should say a mandate that said you were supposed to wear one when you left out when you went outside. So even if you went outside mm-hmm. to take your trash out, you're supposed to have a mask on. No one enforced it, right? So they they finally yeah. they're lifting it tomorrow, so you don't have to wear it outside. Ooh, we could have told you that seven eight months ago. Well, you know, legally there is, and I I bring this up. You know, a lot people have to wear them. I was talking to my good buddy uh, Alex yesterday. He's got he's got a couple kids, right? And he's got a job, and he's got to provide for those kids. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. as yeah. much as he'd yeah. like to make the political statement, he can't. Yep. Um, and I've got a couple of friends who, who are like that, and I understand where they're coming from. Um, so I'm I, what I'm about to say by no means. I mean, there's people who are stuck. They really are stuck. Oh yeah. But it is definitely worth challenging, and something we should do because legally we have a right to. I mean, put it this way. Uh, you have a right to privacy. Now I can say I have a condition of health and it doesn't matter if that's asthma or if it's anxiety, I have a right to privacy and HIPAA says, I don't have to disclose what that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Now federally, uh, legally, no government, uh, no, uh, uh, job, no department store federally. It's illegal for them to discriminate against someone on a basis of a health condition. So you have a right to privacy. It doesn't matter what your health condition is, and they can't discriminate against you. And the thing is, that's legal. That no, all they can do is intimidate you at that point. And I've, I've, I went all the way to D.C., and I went down through Alabama and uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, in a rental car, mm-hmm. in hotels that I booked online, and I didn't wear the mask when I checked in. Yep. Um, I only got challenged. And even in D.C., I didn't get – one time they challenged me, but I just ignored it, and they, they checked me out of the 7-Eleven. Yeah. Um, but in Birmingham, Alabama, I went to a laundromat and uh, big old uh, uh, Southern mama, she said, you get the hell out of my stove. <laughs> I said, all right, I'll get the hell out of your stove. So I got the hell out of the store. Get the stick. Um, poking at you. <laughs> but she, she was not happy. That yeah. was the only time. I just went to a laundromat like a block away and nobody hassled me. So the truth is people are kind of awake to this stuff. Yeah. And the reason we need to stand is because the masks were just opening the door for Excelsior in New York, where you have to have a vaccine passport, mm. even though, you know, if you want to get it, fine, yeah. go ahead. But nobody should force you into that. That's how I feel. However, yeah. Yeah. they're doing that now. Like yeah. you have, if you want to work, if you want to play at these comedy clubs and stuff in LA, stuff. they're talking about you have to have a, 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 um, Vaccine passport at the comedy store. I feel like it's not a HEPAR violation of because like yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, like, like we were just saying. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how could they? How could they do that? I mean, you, I, what's going to happen is you're going to have people that are going to do that, right? But then you're going to have other people that aren't. So people are just going right. to use people. People going to go to those restaurants. People going to go to those stores. You know what I mean? I mean, because yeah. you, you get you get woke Target and you get Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Target might make you, but Walmart's definitely not making because the oh, majority yeah. of the business comes from the south. And who's down the south? Oh. We had a guy out here in, I don't know if it was in Gillette, but somewhere in this state, somebody went to the Walmart and they tried to make him wear a mask and he was carrying and they didn't make him wear a mask. He didn't shoot nobody. He just, he yeah. just made sure they knew that he oh, yeah. wasn't going to wear one. And the, the, the managers at Walmart said, you know what? These minimum wage workers shouldn't be putting their lives on the line to greet people yeah. at the door. We're not going to enforce it. And they haven't in the whole state. And that's what's going to happen. And he's just going to say, has to start somewhere. Otherwise, I was down in, um, I drove down to Florida a couple of weeks ago. And uh, once I hit the Southern States, once I hit South Carolina, it was like it was an optional type thing. Right. So mm-hmm. you'd go, I, and I, we walked into a, like, uh, you ever go to a Bucky's? You ever see a Bucky's? They're like these big truck stop areas. They're big in Texas, but yeah. they not make the South. Right. And no yeah. one had masks on. And this place is huge. This place is probably the size of a, of a Walmart. And I'm looking around, me and my wife have the masks on because we're just so used to the, the rigmarole mm-hmm. that, we've been put through for the last year and i'm sitting there and i'm like it's actually kind of cool you gotta take it off it's like it's like you know it's like going to a nude beach you know what i mean you gotta, <laughs> gotta expose yourself so but i get it's uh oh i hate it i have to wear it when i work at the bar but in the office yeah. i don't gotta wear it but it's like like you said you need to wear it otherwise you can't 
work, right? Well, outside of work, I would challenge you to do this because I tell you what, uh, people are inspired when you're not wearing that thing. And it inspires them to do the same thing. And we need to because they're, the, the way this works, what we're in the middle of right now, I was out in LA when it hit. You yeah. know, I was living in that RV and thank God I had the RV. One of the reasons I got it, it was like three or four reasons. I had a cat. I didn't want to give up the cat. Also, I was getting paranoid because the internet and <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that makes sense on there, you know? Yeah. I was like, you know, if things really get bad, like all these people are saying, I want to be able to bug out if yeah. I got to, oh, yeah. you know? And, and I was able to travel better in LA in an RV because I just go to the place I wanted to the night before and I saved money as well. Awesome. So all these things come together. And I tell you, man, I was glad, I was glad I was able to use that and get back with some family in Wyoming because, uh, if I'd have been out there in an apartment, I'd still be stuck out there. I mean, the money you put in those things, you put in like 1500 a month, you're not just going to up and leave. You're going to, yeah. you're going to ride it through to the end and they're screwed out there for the most mm-hmm. part. I mean, comedy stores supposed to open up in the next couple of days and they've got these vaccine requirements and all this crazy that the obvious is a great yeah. idea i mean especially you i'm i'm assuming you were in a position where you didn't have to be at a certain place at a certain time anytime so you could just the freedom of just bouncing around was probably convenient and especially in this situation you made it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense when shit went down and as it did in california and they went completely mm-hmm. shut down you could just say peace out i'm gonna go in the middle of the desert somewhere and camp out for a couple yeah. of days going home and it it was a godsend because I was in the 24. Here's what I was doing is I do the 24 hour fitness so that I could shower without having to rely on the 20 gallon tank oh, in my 21 foot RV. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. thing, the thing is those, you can get about a, you can get a week worth of wet lather wet and it sucks. And it, it steams up the RV and it doesn't yeah. drain quite right. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing the 24 and I just got out of the shower and it kicked everybody out because wow. of the COVID. Like, so what I do, I've been blessed. I I write, uh, I make money in comedy, not as much as I need to. Um, What I write is clickbait, basically. It's click, it's essentially click, it's content writing. And so I just have to do a certain amount of day. I usually go to a Starbucks. I, I, not a Starbucks, a coffee shop. There was a a place called T-Pop LA in NoHo, my favorite spot in the area. They were closed down. So I drove all the way out to Riverside and they hadn't closed down there yet because Riverside's not quite LA. They're not quite in the loop of, of all that. And I was like, okay, I'll just wait this thing out in Riverside. And then they closed down the next day. Wow. And then, I don't know if you remember, but the talk was in March last year that they were going to sh- shut down passage between states. Yes, I heard that. They, they tried to do it up in here. And they did. Oh, Rhode wow. Island. So Rhode Island was pulling people over with foreign states, plates coming through Rhode what? Island. And they were immediately stopped because it's illegal to stop transportation between states in the United States. It's, it is done. Yeah. They can't enforce that at all. Um, and I heard, I talked to people like in, in the fall that they were driving up from like New Jersey to go up to Massachusetts and they were, they, they, you know, they wanted to make sure they had to get a test and stuff. I go, they can't stop you. They can't just pull you over because you have a, you have to be doing something illegally for them to pull you over. And then yeah. they can't say you're not supposed to be here. You know, you could tell them, yeah, I'll, I'll follow the, quarant- the suggested quarantine. Yeah. I'll quarantine for six days, whatever the fuck you need mm. or 14 days at that point it was right. Two weeks. But yeah. I live right in the New Hampshire border. I go, I went to New Hampshire every single day. I, I go to, I'm in probably New Hampshire five times a week and it's literally five minutes, like 10 minutes from my house. Technically every time I went to New Hampshire and I came back to Massachusetts, I was supposed to quarantine for 14 days. That is insane. Makes no sense at all. Yeah. Well, here, the thing is, I, I was scared I'd be stuck in California and they really did shit the bed out there. Yeah. Um, yeah California's fucked. Oh, it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like a hooker when the Navy come in, man. I mean, they're, they're, they're prolapsed. It's rough. <laughs> I mean, but, they're, uh, they're, they really screw themselves because I mean, you have a, a state that is so dependent on entertainment and they yeah. shut everything down and just screwed it completely yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, look at the Oscars. Less than 10 million views. Yeah. I can't even, th- I don't even want to talk about it. I just get annoyed. Well, cause I think, <laughs> I, I think people at this point are starting to catch on. Yeah. Like, we don't really give a fuck with these celebrities and their high life thing mm-hmm. because yes, they closed entertainment down. They closed comedy clubs. So you mm-hmm. can perform, but they were still filming in Hollywood. So is the, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. Or, you know, the, the governor out there was a really nice guy too. Who's now going to get taken probably over by a Kardashian, which is even weird. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that Kardashian is an alien, like right out of the, the men in black you notice they call them the kardashians there's a kardashian cruiser that's yeah. why because those kardashians are not human what is what, what in the world is going on with that yeah man that's that's that, it, it, oops it's it's nuts out there 
they're, they're getting away with as much as they can yeah, with yeah. this whole crisis. And that's one of the reasons I, you know, I'm standing against it because it, they're going to keep pushing. They're like a kid who keeps pushing until daddy finally dope slaps him and says, put that poker down yep. and put that cat down. That's not even our cat. it's a true story and you know they're massachusetts doing this massachusetts was up there with the with the biggest idiots of them all you know new york of course michigan new jersey but like the thing with massachusetts is we have a a republican governor who's really not a republican but he just oh he's got a he's got a rhino rhino going on uh we got that in wyoming do you really yeah so it's like mark gordon he's he's uh, he's a little he's a little midget rhino he's a mini me anyway but it's the same thing. It's like they, they, he was pushing, but like he didn't push too hard. Like he, it was, it was, it, we were in the middle. I, I guess we could have had a lot worse, but I look back on it now and I was bitching about it since day one when shit was getting shut down and everything like that. But we could have been California. We could have been, you know, Michigan. We could have been uh, New York. But, you know, we also could have been Texas or Florida too. And they mm. seem to be fucking figuring out South Dakota. They, they're figuring yeah. it out. But it's just. Oh, they're doing fine too. People aren't. What's crazy, there's a graph. Florida's got almost exactly half the population of California, but proportionally, there's a graph that shows the fatalities and infection rate of COVID-19 in Florida as opposed to California, and it's the same. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and Florida, Florida's like, no, we're, we, 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 listen, you know, we do have down here in Florida, we get drunk and we fuck alligators, all right? We, we're not going to wear no dang mask. What are you talking yeah. about? That's crazy. We're not going to do that. And they're fine. And California's like, no, 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 no. No, this is this is a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and same rate. <laughs> it, it was funny when I was down there. Uh, my grandmother's ninety years old. She lives down there, and uh, when I visited her, she just got her uh, second shot, so she was all ready oh. to go. But she lives in an, in an environment on a golf course in which has sixty five plus that live there. So they're all older people, and when, they all kind of freaked out a little bit when they went down. And they never left their complex, so they were kind of like in their own little community. And, you know, people were sent, you know, getting their food delivered and stuff like this. But, like, once they got started getting the shots and they started getting the ability to go back out, I was walking through the, the country club and there was about 60 old people in there living their best lives. No masks, just bumping around, drinking, having a fucking time of their life. And that's the Good way you should be doing it. Because why waste your life away? These people that have shut off for the world for the last year and haven't done anything, I, I feel bad for them. It's going to be some kind of mental illness to them to be able to do that and not lose their friggin' mind you know it's oh like, yeah yeah it's absolutely crazy my my wife and i pretty much we we didn't really shut anything down at first that was we were a little freaked out but once we started figuring it out you know like mm-hmm. most people did with common sense be like all right maybe it's not maybe they're overblowing it you know what i mean but yeah, yeah. So, uh, well we're, we're dealing with something um it's a classic playbook. I mean, there's a guy named Yuri Bezmenov. He does a video called Deception Was My Job. He's ex-KGB. Mm-hmm. And he also does a seminar on uh, ideological subversion. It's two hours and 20 minutes that is probably, it's a whole college course that just, it lets the cat out of the bag what's going on right now. What we're dealing with is the fruits of ideological subversion designed to collapse Western capitalism. And it's, 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 playbook play by play you listen to this guy literally 1984 he did the interview ironically is that is ironic is that is right yeah (laughs) yeah he he did though it's with g edward griffin it's about 80 minutes deception was my job yuri bezmanov and he breaks down what we've seen in society uh our millennial generation for the past 20 years he breaks it down like he's looking at it the man died in the early 90s okay and he was probably assassinated his real name was thomas schumann or not, that wasn't his real name. That was the name he was known by in Canada. Okay. That way. Um, after he defected. But uh, yeah, uh, very interesting stuff. Basically what he talks about, moral relativism is conjoined with an increasingly controlled educational entertainment atmosphere. We're talking propaganda and narratives over facts and critical thought. Uh, the plan is designed for a minimum of 18 years because that's how long it takes for a generation to go from zero to 18. And the idea is to use public institutions to sort of breadcrumb them along toward the ideology they want, which is no ideology, one that accepts the trends of the day, then they control the trends. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing, basically. Um, Basically, they got us in a morally relativistic 
state of mind that was easy to program with media and film and, yeah. and, and music and all this stuff. And then they got their people doing all this stuff. So essentially mm-hmm. with, you know, increased substance abuse, don't get me wrong. I like a little weed. I like a little drinking. I, I'm yeah. not against it. I'm, I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. It's fine. But in moderation, they get people who build their whole life and identity around that sort of thing, you know, and then all of a sudden it's impossible. you got a family going on. That's very important. Uh, family is the most, it's the strongest economic unit. It's like, um, it's like a honeycomb, you know, how there's all those little honeycombs and the society is built of them. Uh, the Rothschilds, before they became a corrupt conglomeration of underhanded backstab and banksters, were a nuclear family that expanded. When you can destroy those honeycombs, the hive collapses. Mm. What they're doing is they're, they're systematically through things like vice, through people just thinking that you can just go bang any slap happy bar fly you run into and get drunk enough and think you're going to be happy. No, you're going to have VD and you're going <laughs> to feel ashamed. Yeah. And we, we, we were all in our 20s. We've been there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. We, they get everybody in society doing that. Eventually, you're hooked on the substance. You're working yeah. a nine to five minimum wage job at a gas station you can't get out of. You have a car that you're in debt to. You got a college degree that didn't take you anywhere, but propagandized your brain you're in debt to. You're, you're, you got a phone bill, a mortgage. You can't do anything. Oh, you better wear that mask and take that shot. Yeah. Put anything no. they want in there. No. Uh, Okay, now we, we we can talk this all day, but I I want to yeah, talk sorry. about entertainment. <laughs> like, yeah, I do want to talk some entertainment here because Kevin, I did watch your uh, your audition, your uh, your your spot, your America's Got Talent spot. Um, oh, rocking! Thank you. I watched it, and I just got, I was curious. Does it was that as like I would be almost fucking puking because it's just uh, that much attention and people around me, and it just seems so awkward to be in that situation and i have to like kind of like applaud you like because i think the the accordion i'm not even being sarcastic i think the the accordion is like one of those instruments that's like so like difficult to work but like it's unfortunate that it's also so dorky but it's like it takes a lot of skill like there's all these fucking buttons on the day very complicated instrument yeah yeah, so it's like it's 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 a quite admirable thing to be able to play it's just like what is it like being up there in front of all that (laughs) well you know so i've i've been i got a ba in theater i came to my senses before i ended up trying to be an actor and ended up in porn that's what happens to people from kansas (laughs) uh for real though they're stuck in van Oys doing Never mind. But <laughs> I got I disabused myself of that and started doing stand up. And with stand up, you bomb a lot, even if you're good. Yeah. Like Dave Chappelle did that show in Philadelphia. And and remember, remember when that they uh, he went to do his new stuff. They didn't want to hear it. They kept yelling for his old stuff. Yep. And so he couldn't get him. He couldn't get him back. So he just did his minimum 20 and left. And he was pissed at him. And this was like right before he went off out of the country to, to yeah. go fight to Africa. Yeah. 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 So. Even at the A-A-A-A-A-A-A list, oh, the yeah, best know, in yeah. the world bomb. Yeah, so sure. when you bomb regularly, it, it becomes a percentage game. Some other big comic, I can't remember his name, said that how you tell a professional good comic is when they're bombing, they don't make it uncomfortable for the audience. That's, <laughs> that's, that's dismal. Awesome. Yeah. That is, but it's true because, you know, what happens is it, when you start out, it's like 50-50. Then you do it a few years and 25% of the sets are bad and 75% are good. Then you do it 10 years and like 5% of the sets are bad and, yeah. you know, 95% are good. <laughs> and that eventually the A-listers, they'll like have one out of 100 sets go bad. because They've been through it so much. They know, oh, this is one of these sets. Well, I can play with this table over here. Yeah. So if you, you eat, you get, you biff it so often and so regularly that, you get a little bit unflappable in certain respects. You do. Because who cares? Are you, you, oh, you're, sure. You're, but the size you know? of that, though, the amount of people well, that are there is bigger than a club. You know, and it's it like, is. and it's on television. I'd be losing it my is. fucking mind. <laughs> well, I, I, so I was there from about 10 a.m. in the morning, and I was the last live audition in front of the judges of 2018, the dead last. And it was near midnight when I got on. Oh, wow. And I had a slight head cold. And I knew, what's his name? Uh, the one, the one who liked me. Now, I'm, now I'm blanking. Um, oh, Howie Mandel. Yeah, yeah, Howie Mandel. I love Howie. Yeah. I knew he did not like. If I sneezed or coughed, there goes well, my only ally. Thermophobe. Yeah, yeah. He's like that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he liked me. Yeah, I was, I was scared. So 
Basically, I was, <laughs> was afraid that of that. chick who, like, did not hesitate to hit that buzzer. That black oh, I, chick. She's oh, like, nope. <laughs> that, was, that was Mel, uh, or what's it, Mel B from Spice, Spice Girls? Girls? Yeah. Not, yes. Yeah, she did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they cut some stuff up there, too. Originally, oh, I told course. a joke, and Heidi headbanged the buzzer because it was such a bad joke in her estimation. And they cut that out and used that take on another on another audition. Oh, which I was so sad about because I wanted to be memes for that. I wanted yeah. that to be a meme of me, yeah, you know, Heidi just headbanging. She did, and the joke was, in my ideal universe, when pop singer Adele gets married, her father will whisper into the groom's ear, dude, you're getting Adele. And it's stupid, <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny. It's bad, she yeah. headbanged the buzzer and they cut it out. Anyway, uh, I was scared of Howie Mandel seeing me sneeze or something. Yeah. And that from about 10 a.m. till about 3 or 4 p.m. was the only thing I was really worried about. And then I was kind of sick and I was tired. So I was in a bit of a fuse. And uh, I, they had a comedian go up right before me. And she did pretty well with the judges. And that's like, you don't want to eat the same dish twice. You want to yeah. try something new. Yep. You know? uh, so they already had that. So I, I, I kind of deflated me. So right before I got up there, and it was, it was the biggest crowd I've ever been in front of. There were 1,800 people in the wow. Pasadena Convention Center, and it was packed. Wow. Um, and prior to that, they, they, they pay audiences at certain shows in Hollywood. So yeah. I don't know if yeah. that went on, but it might have. You know, yeah. just, be, just full disclosure. But I was kind of tired at that point, and they put a lady comic up before me who ticked all the uh, ideological boxes. And I was like, okay, well... I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go until they kick me off this stage. <laughs> Basically what my thought was. Yeah. So I went and I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect to get the buzzer on my first joke. Here's, here's what actually happened. Cause they, with a reality show, they've got a five minute slot. They have to fill between advertisements. So what they kind of do is sort of retell what happened. They make a little beginning, middle and end out of it. Mm -hmm. Like a little mini plot arc. But okay. they'll stitch it together. They'll take something from here and put it there and take something from here and put it over there. And they have to kind of do that. But at the same time, it allows them to sort of write it yep. a little bit. So what you saw on that audition wasn't the full thing. I was actually there for about 10 minutes. I hobnobbed back and forth with anybody, everybody for two or three minutes. And I got the crowd on my side in that time. And then they had me start my set. And I got the buzzer right off the bat. And so I just kept playing with it. Uh, but then they had me do jokes in the set which weren't my jokes. It was just like me talking to you guys now. I was just said something off the cuff. Yeah. And they put that in as though I had intended to do that, which I didn't. Uh, and then they cut out, dude, you're getting Adele. And I did one where I did an impression of uh, uh, the perfect impression of uh, uh, Ray Romano is uh, Kermit the Frog doing oh his impression <laughs> of Christopher Walken. Ah, they didn't put it in. I was in Vietnam with a watch, you know. I, I they, they didn't put that. In. That's funny too. Yeah, like it's, it's, uh, yeah. They, 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 the thing is, I might have gotten in trouble because I didn't do all the approved jokes they wanted because I didn't know they were going to cut it up like that. I should have. Yeah. But at the same time, I was there to make the audience laugh, and yeah. I knew that some of the jokes that the producers had chosen for me weren't going to do the trick. I see. Uh, because okay. I, you know, in they had they wanted me to do them in an order and everything. Really. And yeah, and the thing is, you can't. That's like that's like telling um, someone, telling Tarantino or something. He's got a. He has to have a linear. The way certain information comes to you yep. or is presented determines how the audience reacts to a certain degree. Exactly. And there's no way to really, unless you're a comic, you can't teach that. So I hold it against producers. Yeah, and you get yeah. you work, and you want to work the crowd. So if something's working, you're going to continue on that path. If it's not working, you're going to go and take a left and do try something else. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I, by the time I got up there, um, I was kind of tired and I had already thought, um, you know what, I'm just going to go. Might as well. So I'm kicked yeah. off. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the, those buzzers were very loud, though. They were. Really? Uh, yeah, they're loud enough to fill an 1800 person auditorium oh, to shit. the back row. Jesus. And uh, I didn't expect them to be that loud. They'll throw you uh, off. A little bit. In, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was that. That was the most nerve-wracking nerve thing for me. For, for a comedian especially, because of the bonding element of it, um, when you have a big crowd, you're not so much concerned that you have a big crowd. You're concerned they're on your side. Yeah, that's true. So 
for me, I'd rather have a huge crowd than like 20 or 30 people. I can do great. I can do great with a crowd of one. I've had to do it. And it's fun. I, hell, I, I, I've done a show to, to an empty audience. I killed myself. Suicide. This is all in my brain. It's like <laughs> Jacob's Ladder. But for me, I, I'd much rather have at least 20 people. Mm-hmm. Once we're at 35, 40, it's going to be a pretty good show no matter what happens because of the statistics of it. There's enough people to yep. laugh here, and then it's contagious. 100 yeah. people, oh, excellent. 1,800, I just hope that I don't step on my own jokes when they start laughing. That's it. You're going to stuff, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the only so, thing. Don't screw your rhythm up because the, the laugh breaks because now you have to, like, really yeah. stretch it out, which you don't have that, you know, when you're doing, you know, five people, you really don't have that benefit. You're, like, kind of just plowing you know, through it sometimes, right? Yeah, so that's – that's interesting. Well, 1800 people. I can't even imagine. Plus all the people that watched, you know what I mean? On- yeah. Uh, actually the whole, the amount of people that watch that in total since 2018 um, across all platforms is more than the Oscars on Sunday. Wow. It's, a little, it's, it's right in the 10 million range. Isn't that great? So, yeah. yeah. It's like, cause I got one video with 7.5 uh, million views and there's a couple million on, on social media, like Facebook and Twitter. Yep. And then there's like another almost million on YouTube with other videos. And then there's the actual show, you know, when people were watching live. So, so that, that, that makes me kind of happy. <laughs> so when you, when you went, when you posted this stuff, did they give you any problems like posting any of the, inf- any of that video? Cause is it, is it, cause it's technically copyrighted after a point, right? Cause you're doing it. For I mean, I can't, I can't make any money on it. Okay, uh, I haven't got it posted. Yeah. I haven't got it posted on my YouTube. Oh, it's, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. America's Got Talent. Um, thing. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, there, yeah. there's they other YouTubers that have posted it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they'd got away with it one way or another, but I haven't. I I'd like to. I should be able to. I think, but yeah. Um, so no, I use it basically for audition videos, and cool, it's, yeah. it's like a credibility badge. Like, hey, listen, I I was actually on. I I was on something once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you'd do it again if you uh, the opportunity came across and they another uh, if they just- asked me i would yeah sure yeah, yeah. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it I, it was a good experience it was different than i thought i learned a lot um exposure was great on it and uh you know that i worked with very nice people um i love the casting director gal she's a sweetheart um and the the crew and i knew a few people i had a good time um reality shows in general aren't my favorite thing but yeah. i i enjoyed that and i've been on you know i've been on a half dozen of them at this point so that's awesome they're, they're pretty good so how's the process Maybe not that many but a couple of them so what did you should you submitted like a, a demo right and then they called you up and then you talked to the casting director and you kind of just went from there and well it's actually an interesting uh sequence of events so in 2013 i did this thing called colorado you got talent in uh colorado springs which is kind of a knockoff little scammy thing yeah but i took third and they said i got an america's got talent audition because i took third oh so basically they just did the paperwork for an open audition in denver for me that's i could have done it myself i didn't really i didn't really win anything (laughs) so so i went and i did it and it was really awkward this is 2013 there was one lady in a big old empty room and i didn't know what i was walking into when i when i did that audition yeah and i was she's like all right go and what i should have done is come in in character and just had a ball but i I didn't know what I was walking into and I, I, I didn't have the, the balls at that time because I was new at comedy to just um, uh, just say, well, heck with what they think. I'm going to do my thing and blow their mind and then get out of here. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know to do that. I was newer at it. I was like, okay, it's time to perform. Well, here I am. All right. Did you like that? <laughs> that that's not what they wanted. Um, so that didn't work out. Well, I got a call from a casting guy in 2014 or 15 for AGT, different guy. Yeah. And he liked what, what I had, but he wanted me to do a video for him. And I just sent him, because I, I didn't really think it was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just sent him one of my YouTube videos where I was doing an adult set. And, of course, they want G, 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 G yeah. rated. Yeah, yeah. And so he never got back to me. So I just forgot all about it. 2018 rolls around. There was this thing called Comedy Chow uh, run, run by uh, a number of excellent cats in, um, in L.A., right in Hollywood there. Um, phone call. Oh. And uh, they, ran <laughs> holidays, they had an open mic. And yep. I went home for the holidays 2017-18. And they were going to do a special open mic on Tuesday. And the special open mic was to the, the casting gal for AGT was going to be there. She wanted to see comedians give two minutes of their hottest G-rated, you know, network clean stuff. Okay. Um, 
so that was the first or second mic I did coming back from Christmas holiday in Wyoming. And Stephen, his last name isn't Chow. I can't remember his last name now, but he's I, Holloman. I think, yeah, Steve Holloman. He was running it. He's a funny dude. He's, he's brilliant with the puns. He's a family guy. And he was like the, the big guy behind Comedy Chow. And there's a bunch of other guys out there, too, that are great cats. And he actually wanted the gal to see me. Because he'd cool. seen my stuff doing the open mic there on the Wednesdays normally. And I didn't know that till months, maybe years afterward. Yeah. Um, but he put me up first and I never take the bullet because I just, I'm used to being, they, they do this thing where they, it's a lottery and they just pull a name. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd be first. First, only show I've ever been first in one of those lotteries. Wow. A fellow by the name of Mikey McKiernan took the, the spot for me because he could just jump on. I had to throw my coordinate on. I can do it in about 40 seconds. I need, they want, anyway. So Mikey <laughs> took the bullet and then I went up there and did it. And she loved my stuff. And uh, they had me send in another video. So I went with, uh, I got a tripod and I recorded a video of me doing my act in an alleyway. And a car drove by while I did it. And I commented on it. And that, apparently that's what they liked because <laughs> that I was in the moment. Yeah. Um, so then they had me come to the Pasadena Convention Center. And I just stayed in character. That was the advice I got. It's good advice. I just stayed in character and went in to the, uh, to the audition guy. And he loved it and laughed. He was an Irish dude. And he sent me off to a group of three with cameras. And I just did the same thing. And then they just had me sit, sit around all day for some pickup shots. Yep. And then uh, they called me about a week or two later and said they'd have me do the live audition in front of the judges. And apparently yeah. I was supposed to go on and do, and, and do another performance. But I, I think I messed up in the order of my bits or something. Because they said, no, nah, we're not going to let you do the next round. No big oh, deal. Wow. It was good. It was all a win for me. Even if I hadn't made it in, it was a win for me. So, you know, I, I got to I got to get some exposure. It was fun. What a process, though, huh? You know, it's not as oh, yeah. you oh. think. You know, you, you think the way they make you appear to be as if you, you show up to the trial at the city and you go, say, Boston mm -hmm. or L.A. and you show up to convention center, you sign your name up and then they call you and you go and that's it. I mean, that's the way they, they I guess they perceive it to yeah. be, you know, but you just described. It's very complex. <laughs> I mean, it requires yeah. a lot of like well, work. Because they keep looking for people, you know. They, they want to make sure you have a lot of good people show up. And yeah. you have to show up that the best of a group of a thousand uh, may not do your show any favors. So they sort mm -hmm. of, um, they make sure and protect their investment by assuring they get folks that they can at least be entertaining with. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's a show. They're going to make money. Exactly. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, they're casting like a reality show. That's yeah, well, yeah. The, a guy like me, I'm, I wasn't even supposed to get them to turn their exes around. A guy like me, what I'm there for is uh, comic relief between like some magician or dancer or singer. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a palate cleanser. I'm ginger. I'm into it. Hey, <laughs> ginger's nice. Got to have it between the, the uh, sushi. But it works for you, though, because you just gave yeah. you all this free airtime that you were just using to help, you know, put yourself yeah. out there. It actually works out good. Actually, I think that's probably yeah, better that, sometimes. It was a godsend. Yeah, no, I've got, I've got no complaints. It's just interesting to see how the industry looks from another angle. But, um, yeah, there are people who come and show up in those long lines for, like, there's, like, a thousand people in line. Yeah. Apparently, there's a few that do advance. Okay. Um. Because I basically I went there on the day when they were doing that. It's just because they'd already found me elsewhere. Mm. Uh, I didn't have to like show up at five in the morning, you know. But they they do it. Apparently there are some that make it. I don't know. the The live auditions are about it's several hundred are the ones who go before the judges, and then they build the first, I guess, twenty five percent of the season out of those auditions. Makes sense. And then there's yeah. the second round, and the third round is is where you have all the interviews. Dun, 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 you know, yeah, they start knocking them down. I, I went. I was wondering that too because I went. I I tried out for Real World back in uh, 2008. They had a uh, open audition mm -hmm. in Boston, and uh, so you show up. It was at it's at the, down this like the shopping area in Boston, and you show up. And what you got to do is you get there, you sign the paperwork, and you're pretty much signing your life away and everything that they own you. Yeah. And stuff. And then you wait in this line and it was like a wavy line. It was probably like maybe 200 people there. And then they take you in groups of 10. And then, you know, I went with nine other people and we sat in like a round table type thing and they had a casting director there. And what he would do is you'd go and, you know, for real quick, say something about you. It's unique about yourself. Boom, boom. You get like 10 seconds and you're going around the room. And then he sits there and he asks you another question. He goes the other way. And then he'll take five of those people and they'll go to the next room. So I went to the next room. And then sitting there, so I'm with five other people. And they kind of mix up the groups a little bit. So you know, not have the same people and stuff like this. 
then they ask you a couple more questions then they're like okay and then you go and that's it you don't you don't know if they'll, they'll we'll call you if we, we need to advance the next round and it was funny because it was such a weird situation because people submit videos and every time you see these shows you always see like they're casting videos like they've submitted videos and stuff it's like oh these so the video is the way to do it because you that way people have an idea to look at something rather than 200 people all getting like diluted all at once like how are you gonna remember that person you gotta really do something unique to stick out you know what i mean mm. but it just, it's just, yeah. When you, I can't imagine judges being able to. I, I mean, that's not two hundred people in a day or so. It's like, damn, that's a lot. Well, of people, it, they know? they take a week or two to do that. All those hundreds. That's still like, a what they'll week, do is, you know? it, yeah, it's it's like a it's like a Monday through Friday of fourteen hour days. Yeah, is what what it ends up being. It is work. I mean, yeah. the thing about the film industry, it's a weird state of affairs. Because on the one hand, you have a conglomeration of egotistic, shallow cheese weasels sleezing around <laughs> like all that. manner of underhanded shenanigans. Yep. And then on the other hand, you have people that are some of the hardest working. We're talking on level of ranch hands. Yeah, oh like yeah. I've, I've worked, I, I'm not saying I know agriculture well, but out in Wyoming, I've, I've, I've rubbed elbows with it. And those guys work hard. Mm-hmm. They work long hours. It's dangerous. They put their health at risk. They're tough. With the movie industry, especially with the crew, uh, you're, you're talking about sometimes you'll have months, 18-hour days in wow. rough conditions. Yeah. And then there's actors that really do go through. Extras probably have a lot more pain than like A-listers because A-listers have a trailer. They can just go chill. Yeah, extras, extras will be standing there for like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 10 <laughs> hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. You'll be there for like 10 hours. You can't move. There's all those snacks you can eat. And yeah. uh, every now and again, you can go off behind one of the trailers and uh, get a little lit if you want. Yeah, uh, you sh- shouldn't, but you can. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's it's very, it, it is weird. You'll be out in a hundred degrees for ten hours just standing there. Wow. And they keep resetting the shot and resetting the shot, you know. Or you'll be in a set or something. So it is actually pretty hard work. So it's very yeah. weird, because like you have your your total poodles, and then you have your Rottweilers, and they're yeah. they're right on the same set. <laughs> Tom Cruise is in his IV, or Will Smith, you see that, that IV he has, he goes in there, it's like having a luxury uh, condominium on, on the site with him. He goes there, takes yeah. a nap, you know, catches up on stuff, does an interview with Ellen, you know, then he goes out there and does it. And meanwhile, everyone who's just doing extra work is out there, like a bunch of slaves, like hanging out in like that, you know, the tundra, like he can't go anywhere, yeah. sleeping, you know, Jesus. Yeah, Again. it's, and you'll do stuff, you'll do for, you'll, you'll work for $200 a day, we're doing some funky choreography for a yeah. music video. And you'll burn like 2,000 calories, you know, learning the yeah. steps, dancing the steps. And there's people there who are not in good shape. Oh, I bet. And, you know, sure. this is not what they expected they'd be doing. And it's a lot of fun. I love that kind of work. I just yeah. wish that people would allow the work to be the work and allow it to be artistic. And people could hang up all of this political BS for a while. I want oh, yeah. Let's let's go back to the '80s and do another Predator film. Where's the politics in that? Yeah, you know? exactly right. Some good movie. That's what I'm talking about. I want to see another License to Kill. For fuck's sake! They made flammable cocaine in that movie just so that they could make flammable cocaine. That is the best James Bond movie there is. <laughs> it's true, man. I, the, the, I, I I tell you what. They, they said what what happens when you mix cocaine and James Bond in the '80s? Said License. They even spelled it with two C's so, so that they, they let the viewer know, we're actually, this is British. Yeah. It's the most American movie you're ever going to see, but this is a British movie. We spelled <laughs> license with two C's. This is, this is English as hell. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, Kevin, we're getting close to the end. Uh, when do you tell everyone where they can find you, Wick? They can look up and find some of your uh, material. Where are you going to be? Oh, man, that went, that went quick. That was a quick house. So I know. Nice house. I talk too much. I'm sorry. No, sometimes you, with that? Hey, it makes our well, lives easier. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when people um, own it, it's like I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, wow, it feels like it's been like two hours. Sometimes it's like it is like minutes. trying to get blood out of a stone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have, well, well, you know, I want you back because I want yeah, you're awesome. Can you yeah, we want to bring you back because <laughs> I want to talk to you more about the whole mass thing. I want to go in a whole nother wormhole well stuff with you guys we can go we can go alex jones on this we can go right, right, right yeah. away we can go down that rabbit hole and we can we can we can we can fuck that bunny i'm telling you what, we yeah. go all the way down that rabbit hole you won't even know we'll drop kick that bunny into the twilight it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> that's why <I> like <gasps> all right Perfect. so uh i'm kevin bennett aka french accent my youtube page if you just look up uh french accent agt that's america's got talent it'll bring up my my agt auditions 
And then in the suggestions, it'll have my YouTube page. But Kevin Bennett's me. That's that's the name of my page. On Drupal.com, under Kevin Bennett, I've got over 100 songs. So one or two of them are funny. Most of them, I'm actually trying to do something artistic, so it just comes off yeah. really, really. Some of it's pretty cringe. Some of it's actually all right. Some of it's actually all right. I would say I did good on some of those things. I don't know if it's going to be anybody's cup of tea. I, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm playing all the cards I got. I got yeah. two books out. One's called Amphibian. It's on Amazon.com. It's a sci-fi thing. The other's called The Thief and the Sacrifice. It's no longer in print, but apparently there's a few copies floating around there somewhere. You can look those up if you want. My comedy album is called I'm From Wyoming, obviously, by French accent. So <laughs> I'm from Wyoming, obviously. Please buy it. Uh, it's online. It's less than 10 bucks. It's like an hour, hour and a half of comedy and funky tripped out music. It's a lot of fun. And uh, uh, Kevin.Bennett.969 on Instagram. Twitter is Pianoman69 at French Accent. Uh, and then there's my French Accent page on Facebook and Kevin Bennett as well. And uh, I got another book coming out here soon called The Library. Just keep your eye out for that. Meantime, Friday the 7th here in Gillette, Wyoming, I'll be at the Meadery on uh, Main Street. Shows at 8 o'clock. Uh, I believe the door is going to open at 7 or 7.30. So come on out there, get some me, get some comedy. We got a guy named uh, Skyler Cobra, Kobe or Roby or something. I don't remember yeah. his last name. His name's Skyler. He's from Sioux Falls. He's won the competition out there like four times. Okay. He's a funny dude. And he'll be opening for me. I'll be headlining. And then the 14th, I will be at a place called The Venue in Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be opening for Bag Lady Sue. The 15th, I'll be at a place called Horseshoe Tavern in Casper, Wyoming. And I'll be opening up for him again. And the 19th, I'll be at Chonkless. That's Jack Slammy's show in Las Vegas. So that's – oh, and in June 19th, I'll be in Pueblo uh, on a Pamela Mae Sterner show. I'm not sure. I don't remember the venue there. But that's that's my upcoming shows. And, uh, keep, yeah, keep an eye on my social media because I've, I've been working with an entertainment company, uh, Heron Entertainment, this summer. And uh, they they do a bunch of little shows all over the country. Not big things, but yeah. watch my Facebook some it's of them busy. are actually pretty good size. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not to open up again, so it would be back. To oh, yeah. Well, no time, so. and even last summer, you know, I went on a little two-week mini tour. It was yeah. supposed to be a bit longer, but there were some artistic differences among the other guys that were on the tour and the booker, and I wasn't driving, so I had to go with the guy who had a car, wow. um, which sucked. It really sucked because I've never had to do that. That's that. I felt bad, but the guy's still working with me, and I, I really respect him for that. Um, but I went from – Wyoming, down into Colorado, across Kansas to Missouri, into Illinois, down into Kentucky, and then Arkansas, and then Texas, and then back through Colorado. So we did a little, and you know what? Only one or two of those places were really crazy about the masks, and they didn't really have nice. to. Oh, so nice. there are oh. spots. Yeah. There, there's little oases. Just got to find them. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I guess it's going to be like speakeasies here because they're, yeah. they're going to keep, they, they want to keep pushing it through 2022, the braggarts. But, but Kevin, so we're going to have, anyway. we're going to have you back on. Cause I want to, we'll talk about the stuff. We'll, in, a, in a few months, we'll get, we'll see where things are. And we'll, if we're still having the yeah. same conversation then we're going to hell. So hopefully, <laughs> not, so. but uh, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it, man. So uh, we'll talk to you. Thank soon. you for having me. This is wonderful oh, yeah, talking man. to you guys. Awesome. Take it easy, brother. Have a good right. night. You too. Catch you later. Later, buddy. Later. Kevin Bennett, everyone. That was not what I expected. Not at all. Expect? I, I expected a super liberal hipster. And it's only because I didn't really, I seen some of his stuff, but I, I was kind of breezing through it before the show, just doing a little show prep. And judging by like what you were describing with the French acts, I was, I was, I was assuming we were going to get a super left wing super yeah, liberal I, I can see that. and yeah. I was pleasantly surprised yeah. I, would, I, would, I would really like to come back on and to go deep to it I know you like the right I think yeah, you like, like also if you were we missed we didn't catch into it but uh, yes Trevor Lawrence they go to Jacksonville Oh yeah, some of these picks I'm already I'm already I feel like next week we'll go through the whole first round and who made yeah. stupid ideas. Like some of these I'm already disagreeing with. I think so we some got, of them are stupid. So this is where it went so far. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Yep. We had uh obviously Lawrence, Wilson, and Lance went. Yeah. And then, so that's interesting. 49ers picked a quarterback up, huh? Well, that's fine, but like that's kind of a stupid pick to pick to him. And then the the Falcons pick a fucking tight end. I don't know why. Yeah. And then the Bengals pick a wide receiver, which they don't need because they already have a ton of wide receiver, young talent. They need. Nope. They should have got the offensive tackle, 
which yeah. was a lot of people thought they were going to get. Give the kids some protection, time to throw more. Well, do you know what this is? This is just lining up for the Patriots because all these players who are supposed to go who might end up being there at 15. And we're what? Well, we're I mean, seven Matt Jones is the only one left that's like kind of high profile. Well, like the Lions aren't going to pick him. The Panthers aren't going to pick him. The Broncos aren't going to pick him. The Cowboys aren't going to pick him. The Giants right. aren't going to pick him. The Eagles, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, there's a chance that he, they can yeah, he he trade up. You know, you know, if they, if they, I think if the Patriots know that someone's going to get someone that they want and they're a few picks away, I think they go and pick up. All right. The, well, I, uh, said, I said they would probably pick Matt Jones. I said that months ago, if you remember. No one listens yeah. to me, though. Miami he just saving guy. Yes, I thought. I, I thought. Yeah, that makes sense though. If he's over there, if he's there, he, he might be worth the pick. Yeah, I would take him. Because you know what, we why need a quarterback. So why not bring a guy in, and just let him roll? Let's he's not going to play this year anyway. So because his Belichick's history of picking wide receivers in the first round isn't too good. He, he's yeah. he's best at picking defensive players in the first round. So if we haven't, if there's any good defensive players, I guarantee he's going. We need a cornerback. We could use a linebacker, right? So, if there's something available at that time, I'm sure he'll probably pick it. But I'm sure he has some some tricks up his sleeve for later rounds of someone who might be sitting there. So, Patriots will pick in about an hour. So, stay tuned for that. For a guy, you seem very tired today, Mallet. You know, I had three hours of sleep. I, I just got a second wind. Now I'm going to be up all night probably. You're probably going to go to sleep right after the show. Now I'm going to shower and then uh, go one out to work. One out. With George Warrior today. <laughs> At least tomorrow's Friday. That's the best thing about today doing the show on a Thursday. That tomorrow's Friday. We don't have two more days. No, no, I'm just tired. I had, a, you know, the, the problem is I only had like two beers, so that's enough to make yeah, me tired. If I keep drinking, it'll wake me up. Nope, that's yeah. true. That's it's the one beer could be the worst. Is you either have six beers or no beers because one yeah. beer will put you sleep. Like at lunch, we'll go grab a beer. I, I just want to go to take a nap afterwards. I don't yeah. want to be on here, so. That's true. Cool. All right. So you get any um, potato going on? Anything I got some editing I'm working on, but nothing for the next couple of weeks. But yeah, uh, it'll be up when it's up. You know. And I will be this time tomorrow. Actually, this time tomorrow I'll be in my connecting flight. But I'll be in Texas. I'm going to Texas for the for the whoop, day. Whoop. Literally a fucking day to go see the Sox play. So uh, if you are down in uh, Arlington at the uh, new ballpark, look for me. I'll be there with a screaming child. Probably. Oh. You know. So there you go. All right, sir. I'll see you later. All right, buddy. Catch you later, man. All right, Facebook. It's been a pleasure. See you later. Bye.